Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, where we present the brightest independent artists. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Joy Sounds is presented in partnership with Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the entire music community. For more information, visit musicconnection.com. On today's episode, we feature the Washington, D.C.-based indie pop band Subradio. Subradio has earned a large and loyal fan base through a series of Reddit livestream shows that reached an incredible 7 million unique viewers. We'll talk with Subradio about these livestream shows and how they are thinking through using this platform for their next steps. So let's begin the episode with their latest single. This is King of My Heart by Subradio here on Joy Sounds. You had a dream, what does it mean? I knew it, but I couldn't say Sun overhead, we're still in bed Nowhere to be at all today Hands on my heart I've always been your subject, that's true Watching the stars for the largest constellation that My Heart, the latest single from Sub Radio, and it is my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds Adam Bradley, Matt Prudanovich, Michael Pereira, John Finja, and Kyle Co- Cochran. Sub Radio, how you doing, Sub Radio? 
Ed, hey, doing thanks, well. for thanks for having us. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, very, very nice to get a chance to meet you guys. And you're calling in from your your hometown, D.C., right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, scattered all around. All right, <laughs> very good. Well, welcome to the show. Congratulations on the release of King of My Heart and the video that we just saw. And I, I, I have to say, you guys look like you're having fun. Yeah, we typically do. Yes, okay, that is the vibe <laughs> that's <of> the band. <laughs> that was my guess because you guys, uh, you guys have known each other for a long time, right? You guys, this is this is a group of friends that has come up, and it seems like you guys l- literally have a great time together, right? Yeah, I mean, we've known each other for well, most of us have known each other for ten plus years now, and we've pretty much been playing music in the same band together. Well, uh, form of the same band together for all that time so we met kyle in college and he's been around for even what man has it been like seven years since i've known you now i was gonna say that's creeping up on 10 years too we gotta get old say. soon <laughs> yeah but it, it, you can actually hear kind of the friendship in the band the spirit of the music um the energy that you guys got um and it's it is nice to see particularly in a large band um where we're um where unfortunately don't have Barry joined with but this is, you don't I don't get a whole lot of six person bands any longer and just just kind of see that uh that uh camaraderie is uh is really nice it's really fa- I think it contributes to the energy of your sound right Yeah I yeah. think so. Yeah Michael. there's not very many of us What's that, Michael? Go ahead. There's not very many of these like large bands. Yeah. At least we don't know any. Uh, hardly, we can probably count maybe like two that we know of. But yeah, pretty much like, every, everybody else is downsized, and we've expanded. So love that. Uh, I think it's more fun. You know, more people, more it, friends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, this song, um, I think, seems to be like a, a, an important song for you guys. It deals with some lyric subject matter in a very um, fun and open way, and that seems to be very important for you to have. Um, a, a queer themed lyric that is just there and it's this is ve- there in a in just sort of a very fun lighthearted way and that seems to be important for you guys right yeah and and i'm the sort of the main lyricist and i did like the idea of approaching um uh, a song that is sort of explicitly queer but not have that be the subject matter right so i uh, i think there there are a ton of songs um you know like carly ray jepson et al that are just sort of fun glitzy pop songs that are about desire or like sex or what have you yeah yeah and they're almost entirely sort of coded straight either explicitly or implicitly and i feel like it's not enough of uh of of what king of my heart is which is sort of like very explicitly uh i i i am a man and so is the subject of the song right and uh i Yes. And so it is it is very fun to sort of see that realization hit people. And we haven't got to play it live very often, but um, at least in the comments of our streams, like, hey, wait, is this about Jesus or is this about dudes? <laughs> Just to be clear, what, what are we talking about here? <laughs> no, it, but what I like about it is, is that it's so it's seamless. And honestly, I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I saw it in an interview um, that you had. And, and so it, it seemed to be something that you were okay with presenting. But I was kind of like, just let it be, right? Just kind of let it be what it is. Um, and I like that. I, I, I like that it's, it's um, very transparent. 
and like I said, seamless. So well done. And and I I appreciate yeah. Once you guys start to play it live, and you're going to sort of see some expressions on people's faces as the light bulbs go off, that'll be also fun. <laughs> Um, I also saw that you guys did have a live show fairly recently, um, which must have been probably the first in a long time. I saw um, that it was outdoors, so it was it was socially distanced and safe. But how did that feel for you guys to finally get to play live again like that? That was three days ago from the day that we're recording right now, and yeah. I'm still recovering personally, <laughs> um, just like physically and emotionally. Uh, no, it was awesome. Uh, it was really, really great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you said, it's the first time that we have played, uh, for a live audience, um, essentially since, since August of last year, there's been a couple small things in between, but this was really the first sub radio show since August, um, which is nuts to think about. And it yep. was the exact same venue, the exact same thing that we did back in August. Nice. So uh, it, was a bit probably, of, it was a bit of a return in a lot of ways. Yes. And this probably had five or six times as many people uh, <laughs> in attendance, which uh, you can see in some of the photos. It's pretty nuts. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's a totally different experience to, you know, finish a song and hear applause and, and not have to scroll through comments. Uh, and, uh, so, so it it was a total blast and I think, I think we all had a lot of fun. That's great. And and your audience is probably, uh, just starving to get out and hear some live music. And so, um, I know that you guys did in some incredible audience building, uh, during the pandemic. I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Um, but my guess is that as soon as people heard that you were playing live, it was like, oh, thank goodness, we can finally go out and hear live music again. <laughs> so, um, but you guys, um, I think in a very innovative way, um, it touched a lot of people through, as I understand it correctly, a Reddit virtual tour. Can one of you sort of explain sort of what that looked like and, and what'd you do with that? Yeah, so um, pretty much, what happened was when the pandemic hit, we had our actual in-person tour wiped out as many other people did. Mm -hmm. Um, And we took to live streaming on Instagram. Uh, It took us a while to get the current setup that we have now, but really we made it for Instagram. We realized pretty quickly that we were just kind of hitting the same people over and over. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of the point of touring is to grow your audience a little bit. And we really wanted to try and still do that this year or in 2020. Um, so we, uh, or I noticed when I was scrolling on my phone one night that, uh, Reddit had some live streams going on. So I kind of told the guys about it and we kind of forgot about it for a while. And then we came back to it like two months later and decided to just give it a shot and see what happened. Um, and the first stream was like 2,200 people and we were like, Whoa. oh my gosh, we played to 2,200 people. That's amazing. Um, like even if we played a full tour, you know. We'd, you know, we'd be ecstatic to play to 2,200 new people. Yeah. Um, the second one was like 40,000 people. So that blew our minds. And the third one was uh, like 384,000 people or something like that. Um, so we were just, uh, you know, beside ourselves with, you know, how happy we were that we were able to, you know, still do what we want to do during a time when, um, you know, it kind of seemed like that wasn't really going to be possible for a long time. Um, and it's just kind of kept going. From there and i think now we've played to like almost nine million people since we started that's amazing 
That's incredible. Yeah. And and you guys were, like I said, it's, it seemed very savvy for you to just fo- sort of find that new outlet. And did you see that it translated into your other platforms? Did you see surges in Spotify numbers or video views or anything like that? Did you, did you see it cross over a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it pretty much doubled almost every social media platform that we have. Um, and Reddit, I mean, obviously we didn't have a following there before. Yeah. Um, we've seen, I think we have about 27,000 people following us uh, on the platform now, which is just crazy. That's huge, um, guys. You, you literally, yeah. you have a platform. Like, yeah. You know, you've got that audience. You've got that platform now as a result of all this. Yeah, it's amazing um, and completely unexpected, and we're incredibly grateful for it, too. Well, congratulations. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, when I uh, have gotten to know your music, um, I would describe Sub Radio as, uh, you know, joyful indie pop. And I'm kind of interested in what are the influences that you guys sort of bring to the table and the creative process in creating your sound. Um uh, Adam already talked to us a little bit about being the primary lyricist, um, but uh, how how does the rest of your sound sort of come together? Uh, yeah, so a lot of times I will be working on a demo in my basement, um, and I will just kind of put together like a verse and a chorus of um, instrumental stuff and something that I think is kind of cool, like a little guitar part or... Um, a synth lead, something that like, you know, helps define it as being, well, interesting. Uh, and then I'll send it to the guys uh, just to see what they think. And uh, if they like it, they'll react to it. If not, they say nothing. Uh, and then, <laughs> then, and you, then, Which says it all, right? When yeah, they say right. nothing, it's like, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah. And, and then usually what happens is I'll either send that over to Adam and he'll drop in some words uh, or um, if we were able to meet up, which last year was kind of weird because we weren't able to meet up as much. Mm. Um, but if we're able to meet up, we like to get together and then just kind of like um, workshop the song together. So it's, it's really collaborative um, from the standpoint of like once we have a, a basis to, to go, everything kind of gets finished pretty quick. So most times that we're in the room together when... I have like most of a demo together. We finish the whole thing like within like like forty minutes or something. It's oh, really, really fast usually. Okay, yeah. okay, and and it at that point, my guess is it's it's borrowing and taking from all the good stuff that the band members are putting in into Absolutely. it at that point. Yeah, 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 fantastic. So. Um, the next example of all of this is the next song that we have queued up, which is Out of My Mind, which is another recent single uh, that you guys uh, uh, just released or recently released. Um, give me a little bit of the backstory of this song, either a story behind it or how it came to be and how does it reflect that process? Uh, I, uh, uh, like Matt was saying, we, we typically go from... Uh, like instrumental starting point to instrumental demo to then finally I am the last piece of the puzzle writing melodies and lyrics, which okay. is not, I think a super traditional songwriting process, but it has worked for us so far. Yeah. Um, and when the demo of this song was done and we've been sitting on it for a few months, we had a whole bunch of stuff that we were kicking around that, that sort of has now culminated in these, these singles coming out. Um, but I heard this one in that big synth, lead and sort of the minor key feel of it and i was like oh i know what this is about yeah um and that that is that is i think what sort of some of the best sub radio songs are is like they have a definite vibe and i'm like that i know what this song is 
uh, and I can dig that out. And so the, the this one just felt like kind of uh, sad and uh, sort of like longing to hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and that's where the lyrics sort of ended up landing. Um, but the 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 whole demo had been done for a while, and it was kind of a it was pretty much a solo mat creation because this was back when we were like demoing stuff out by ourselves because we couldn't meet up. So it's uh it it's become I think immediately one of my uh favorite new ones to play live. Though, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And want to give a shout out to John for those fat analog synth sounds. Um, so oh, I, nice. you know, because that's that's definitely a defining sound. I think a sub radio is that um, I, you know I don't want to say throwback because it's just so great that we're hearing those uh, those synth sounds again. But what are, what are some of your influences that you've brought to the table? Thanks. Uh, so I should say first, uh, a lot of creating those tones is done uh, collaboratively, just like everything else we do. Sure. Uh, nobody's ever recording alone. We, um, I know when I record, Matt comes, Michael's usually there. All six of us make it if we can. Um, so it's usually me and Kyle sort of fiddling with all the knobs and creating the tones that you hear. And again, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of a child of the 80s. Uh, my dad loved 80s music. He loved Journey. He loves Aerosmith. He loves, I mean, Depeche Mode, you name it. Uh, so personally, um, and kind of the direction of the band that we've been trying to emulate is uh, capturing a lot of those sort of late 80s, early 90s tones. And I think it, I I think it comes that. through really well. A lot of credit goes to Kyle for crafting those things. <laughs> yeah, nice. So Kyle, you're also um, sort of deep deeply um, enmeshed in sort of that 80s sound. I can hear that also in your guitar tones. Yeah, I just, uh, I love turning knobs and making sounds. Uh, all those synths are just sitting over here. Yeah, waiting they to are. That's it. Once we're, uh, once we're ready, which I think like all this is of nice. those are This is like sub-radio behind the scenes kind of, kind of moment. So that's nice. So go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. Right. No, it's, yeah, we just, uh, I think more than anything, when we're working on sounds, that's what's easiest to think back. And you're just like, I know what this needs. This needs that exact moment from a, a Devo song or like that. And but it's, you're not taking the songwriting. You're just like, man, if I could just have that Moog sound and like you spend 30 minutes turning those knobs until you get there. Yep. It's too much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it does. I think it's definitely a defining characteristic of the sub radio sound. And uh, let's hear an example of this. So, uh, this is Out of My Mind by Sub Radio here on Joy Sounds.
nothing ever can really cool Out of My Mind by Sub Radio. And uh, th- thanks for the insights. I heard all of that, that what you were talking about, the fat synth sounds, the sort of the longing and a little bit of, uh, like I said, a different tone to the lyric content as well. Um, so that was that was very cool to hear. Um, before we got started, um, we talked a little bit that we have in common. We grew up in the same area. I'm from Northern Virginia, just like you guys. And so it's, it's, uh, it's really nice to sort of um, hear about some very familiar places where you guys play and went to school and, and all of those things. But it's been a long time for me. So what, what is the Northern Virginia, D.C. music scene like these days? COVID aside, of course. But yeah, to get, bring me up to speed. How has it been um, being based there? I was going to say, it's hard to even remember. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like two years since I went to a show out here. Yeah. Um, uh, it is, it's sort of a bifurcated music scene in that there is a whole sort of thriving music scene in DC that's been around for years yep. of like uh, hip hop and soul and funk music um, that we're not really a part of. Um, and then there is another much smaller music scene that is sort of closer to what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little tough to call it like a music town. I don't think it really is. There are a lot of young people who live here, but they come here for jobs and they leave very quickly. Right. Right. Um, and so it can be hard to sort of have like an arts scene that is real. Yeah. Uh, it's a transient town that way. People are yes. moving in and out for different reasons. And so, yeah, it's, it is hard to build up that community. I, I, I remember that back in my day as well. And LA, where 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 you are now, is is also a transient town, but it's a bunch of artists who are being transient, and so they that, are creating art while they're there. That's for um, sure. And, uh, Until we can't afford to any longer, and then we yeah. have to go. So yes, that's a, sorry, that's yeah, a less, different podcast. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, less so over here. No, yeah, we can do a housing affordability segment uh, between DC and LA for sure. Um, but uh, and that that's I mean, uh, legitimately, that's another factor. Um, yeah, but uh, um. I, what I will say is that we have a lot of great rooms in this city. Um, I think like 
it not in proportion to the size of the music scene is like mm-hmm. the number of great venues that are here. Yep. Um, and so we can play at DC nine and black cat and nine thirty club and yep. uh, all of these other amazing, like uh, uh, I know U street music hall is now finally closed down, I believe, but that oh, was a that's, great room that's for a, a shame to hear. That's great. Um, yeah. And there's, there's just so many of those. So that's that I will say, I really appreciate about the city. Yeah. yeah. I do miss some of those venues. I played the nine thirty club back, when it was at its original location, 930 F Street, but that actually at 930. Yeah. Yes, but that that <laughs> dates me horribly. So, um, but you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. There was there's some really great venues, and and yeah, there was. I I remember specifically those scenes, the the hip hop soul scene, but there was also this awesome punk scene. I don't know if that was is still going on, but there was a great punk scene in DC that was uh, uh, really vibrant and uh, and everything. Absolutely. So it, it has its pockets, you know. Yeah, and the the punk scene has evolved to be a like DIY college scene. Got it for sure. Okay, there are a whole bunch of spaces that are run by like Georgetown GW students um, that are just doing like basement shows. That is absolutely still a, a huge huge awesome. part of the city, and not not some that we've ever done because we're too big. But right. <laughs> <laughs> we can't put six guys in your basement. That's- <laughs> Yeah, that, then then like that's it it's just the band in the basement that <laughs> nobody else can can go yeah yeah i know that, that that's all right but um speaking of sort of the colleges in that area you guys kept going even when you sort of branched out into the different local colleges right james madison georgetown american but you still found a way to keep the band going which is really tough to do most bands don't make it through that period right yeah, well, we all decided to go uh, within the state lines or, or close by, like Washington, D.C. So we were all within like a two-hour drive from each other. Mm-hmm. So we could make it happen on, on weekends and, uh, and if we needed to, evenings for playing shows and rehearsals and songwriting and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah that was a conscious decision when we were all applying okay. to school. I was yeah, wondering that, about that. I was wondering if, if the it, band yeah. was a factor as you guys were sort of deciding what the next steps were. Um, yeah. As part of your college education, okay, all right. Well, that's dedication. Sub radio, you guys are you guys are are dedicated. I I, I love the commitment uh, uh, to that, and um, I also, as part of my research and prepping to talk to you guys, found out that you're multi talented and that you actually had real jobs at at one point, or maybe even still have real jobs. But you guys have talents and skills that are like way outside of music, and I'm just kind of wondering. Um, was there a moment, a pivotal moment that you guys kind of said, okay, we're all in, we're, we're going to do this band thing, this sub radio thing and kind of make that leap without a net, you know, cause that commitment is, is, uh, is a, is a big moment. So I'm just kind of wondering, was, was there a, a conversation or a pivotal moment that made that possible? Yeah, I think there was a pretty big conversation in 2019 where we decided we were going to go on a national tour as an indie band, mm. basically DIY uh, shows. We we did have someone booking the tour, um, but everything else was was run by us. Um, and well, you can't really have a full nine to five um, and just <laughs> be gone for to, six weeks. Hard to keep your job while touring nationally. That's for sure. <laughs> So we've had a couple of moments, I think, in Subradio's history. Um, well, there was initial forming of the band Subradio and releasing our album. So that was kind of a moment where like, hey, we're going to like take this seriously. We're going to try and release things the right way. Um, and then I would say 2018, when we released our Headfirst EP, 
Um, that was right after we played the Firefly Music Festival in Dover, Delaware. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We decided like, hey, let's try and like have a sound um, to our EPs and let's try and like really craft, um, you know, an identity for the band. Um, and then 2019, I think was when we really took it seriously is kind of what you said when was there a pivotal moment that to me is where it was, um, was when, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go all in, we're going to tour. It was, it was great timing because 2020 just, right. uh, you know, obviously wiped out everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, in, in my opinion, that is the pivotal moment for us as far as like, we all quit our jobs. Some, some people obviously went back to part-time work now because sure. well, everything's, everything's shut down and that's no and that's the smart thing to do you still have to have to keep things moving forward and everything but i guess when i was reading up i was so impressed by the the range of jobs and skill sets it's like you guys got you know it specialists and engineering and all of this you're not leaving sort of um um sort of -of run-of-the-mill gigs you guys had like future careers ahead of you (laughs) yeah uh, do you guys want to sound off what you did I was at a uh, I was a PR firm, a nonprofit PR firm mm. for for four or five years here in DC. I went I went to American so I could work in in the District of Columbia as a member of the Swamp. So that's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah card carrying member of the Swamp. <laughs> John, what were you doing? Oh, I was a I was the IT technician that you referenced for a uh, financial company for about four years. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's a, that's a long ways away from a rock yeah. band. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, how about you? I am a uh, sound engineer and systems tech. I was full time doing that for a couple of years and then quit. But then like Matt said, came back for some part-time work here and there, uh, piecing things together. Very good. Mike. Uh, I studied physics in college and I went into mechanical engineering and product design, uh, working for a satellite communication company. Uh, and I, I scooted from that job for the the tour. Uh, and I, I went back, I, I, I also went back and I'm doing part-time work for them and consulting and that sort of thing also. But I will say one thing that's been super cool about us, like having real jobs and, and leaving and then coming um, into the music side full time is that first of all, we had the funding. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's nice to make that nest egg, yep. um, and be able to support yourself while you're on tour for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and additionally, we all like learned a lot of stuff and we're actually smart people and we're really capable, Clearly, uh, yeah. like everybody individually. Uh, and so everybody's been able to pull different things from their, maybe their workplaces or maybe their studies, or maybe just the, the work ethic that they, that they got from just doing whatever they did. Um, and so we're a super hardworking and pretty professional bunch. Yeah, and I yeah. think that really helps a lot. I really appreciate that insight because you're absolutely right. I, I've worked with plenty of uh, artists who almost kind of tell me about their day job with a little bit of shame, you know, with a little bit of, oh, but I have, and it's like, absolutely not. This is, this is a incredible platform to enable you to be able to move on and do your music. And the skill sets that you're learning are absolutely transferable into what you'd be doing with your music. And so for, for, for it to see, for me to see it realized in this band and sub radio is is really cool. So I appreciate you sharing that uh, uh, with us. That's excellent. Um, what does the future hold for Sub Radio? What do you guys see ahead for you? 
Sucks. Man, everything. They're everything. <laughs> <laughs> it took, it took a while, but Mike just said, "Yeah, everything. We got it all." Yeah, that's the around. that's the that's the top agenda item every time we talk. Yeah, is, is so, everything. <laughs> there's, um, there's lots of things that we could do, but um, I think, as Adam was probably about to say, we don't have a manager, we don't have a label, so um, the ball's kind of in our court. We get to decide what our future holds, and that's that's all, that's interesting, you know. Yeah, we've never we've never had this many eyes on us, um, so we're we're figuring it out. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely touring. Lots of touring. Lots of music being released. Okay, so we've got we've got live shows ahead, and and probably in the works. And I've also noticed that um, the songs that we're featuring on today's shows are a string of singles. Um, and so is that is that working towards a, a larger release, or do you like this single strategy of of keeping your audience engaged by putting out new music on a pretty regular basis? A little bit of both. Yeah, it's working towards something. Something? Yeah. I'll say we've got something going on. We got something cooking. <laughs> We're cooking with oil over here. You know, things are moving. That's good. Pretty That's exciting. Good. Yeah, yeah. Not going to say much more than that. Yeah, but, fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. But apropos uh, uh, observation that we are putting singles out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I usually see that sort of culminating or ramping up as part of a campaign. Um, but for now, we'll just appreciate it one song at a time. So, um, And uh, it's been great to get a chance to meet you guys and uh, um, become familiar with your music. And with this platform you guys got, you're absolutely right. The options that are ahead of you are um, vast. And I wish you nothing but great success. So Sub Radio, Adam, Matt, Mike, John, Kyle, thank you guys so much. And we will definitely um, look forward to seeing more from you guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having us. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Once again, my thanks to Sub Radio for being our guest today. Be sure to follow them at Sub Radio Band and keep an eye out for when they'll be in your town on tour. Also, my thanks to our presenting partner, Music Connection. Follow them at music underscore connection or visit musicconnection.com. You can keep up with our live stream shows by following Joy Sounds on Twitch at twitch.tv slash joysoundsmusic or on social media at joysoundsmusic. Thank you so much for supporting independent musicians. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Bye, everybody.